0: Welcome back to Strip Down today. Super stoked to have this incredible woman and boss mama on the line with me today. She is a communication strategist and public relations professional. She is the president of Clearly Strategies. She was a former White House correspondent, no big deal, and has worked as a reporter in several top 10 media markets. And she's a mama of two with another one on the way. Ronica Cleary, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me on. I am thrilled to be here. You're welcome. So excited to have you. I mean, first off, I loved in that, you know, in the intro, I'm like, you know, former White House correspondent, like hashtag MPD, (laughs) no big deal, you know, on my show today. Um, (laughs) Thank you. So great to have you on. We've connected, um, you know, on the phone as IRL uh, as we can, since we are not in the same uh, city and everything. And I just love everything about you know, your story and like what an incredible, you know, hustler and, you know, worker you are as a woman, but then also as a mother and a mom of two with, you know, a third on the way for that matter. I know. You know, know, Allie, I just realized
1: this is my... Pregnancy announcement. I haven't posted it oh on my social gosh. media yet. <laughs> Exclusive for Strip Down. Well, we yes. get everyone raw here. I don't know if I <laughs> warned you. <laughs> that's hilarious. I just realized, yes, but I'm excited and happy to share. So I'm okay, so good. glad that it's I get not, to share okay, it with you and your listeners. Congratulations. No, wonderful. <laughs> so amazing. So excited for you. Like,
0: so cool. And you're Thank how you. many weeks now?
1: 17 weeks. I'll be 18 weeks tomorrow.
0: Woohoo how exciting yes. so you are like really like you know starting to really I'm sure feel like pregnancy is real <laughs> it
1: is it it is and it's more real each time i think and some parts of it you don't notice as you have multiple pregnancies pregnancies um it just becomes almost like second nature but other parts of it you know, it's, it's real all over again, like the first time, which is, which is really fascinating to go through this experience, uh, experience again. So yeah. it's beautiful though. I'm very thankful that
0: because like I told you on the phone when we were chatting, like, you know, I obviously being pregnant with my second, like, I feel like I feel her so much more. Like right now she's just like, kicking like crazy and I'm like, whoa girl, you are doing like somersaults or like what's going on in there? You know, and it's like with Amelia, she was active and I felt it, but I feel like I feel so much more this pregnancy.
1: That's completely true. I think I've I think I've already felt um my child kick, which is pretty oh, wow. early. Uh, but they say you're more in tune with your body each time you know what's happening you know what to feel for and that I think does make the process inside I mean I love to feel the baby inside of me I remember when I was pregnant with my first and I just wanted I I was eight days late and I swear to you I think I'm the only mother in the history of mothers who loved being late because I loved having her inside me and with me all the time and feeling her kick and be with me so that's those are the parts of pregnancy when you can finally feel them and in many ways feel like you're connecting with them that are just amazing and I love that. Just incredible. So yes, I'm Let's excited happen. that I'm feeling it more and more each day because I love that
0: wow well that's amazing well thank you thank you for sharing that because i I think that's so it's so cool to hear every different you know mom's you know feelings Mm -hmm. and and, and, you know stories of like their pregnancies and how they felt and some people are like are ready to get the baby out others are like oh no i'd love to keep the baby inside me and feel the baby you know it's like it's so it's so interesting and like so you know so cool to me yes so before we like dive fully in and like get into everything why don't you tell my audience, for those that don't know you, a little bit about Ronica Perry and like how you kind of got to where you are in your you know career now, as well as like being a mom.
1: Oh, thank you. Of course. Uh, so most recently I worked in television for quite some time. I was a reporter in a handful of markets. I worked on television shows that aired in New York City, Philadelphia, and most recently Washington, D.C. Like you said, I was a White House correspondent uh, and I covered... Politics. I mean, it was a very intense beat. I've covered presidential campaigns. I have been in the White House briefing room asking questions of the press secretary. And uh, throughout that process, I had my first child. And then just before I left, I went through my pregnancy with my second and I chose to not resign my contract just after i had my son and so i've now started a business where i help people on the other side where i do communication strategy and public relations for them so i use that those those skills that i developed while working on one side of the camera to help people who also are looking for a better op, a better way to tell their story a better way to message and connect with people in whatever way is important to them, whether that's through a product or service or, you know, message that they want to share. And it's been amazing. And through this second part of my career now, I've really made an effort to be more open and honest about my experience with motherhood and my experience with motherhood and career. And so I wrote a piece for USA Today about managing motherhood and a career because I think the most important thing we can do is be honest about it. I think it was very isolating, at least for me, uh, when I went through a lot of my time as a working mother and still today uh, because I kept so much of my struggle a secret and I worked really hard to at least make it appear on the surface like the balancing act was easy. And looking back, I think it's important that we have an honest dialogue so that we can lift each other up, that we can actually maybe improve situations at work because if no one knows there's a problem and you're just walking around like this is no 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 big deal um then no one knows that something needs to be fixed and so, in this new opportunity that I've created for myself of running this business, I also am just challenging myself to be more honest and more open with others about this process of being a working mom. And because I think we all need each other and we can lift each other up and maybe help each other through this. Cause it's, it's not easy. And you know that we
0: talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is definitely not easy. No. And I mean, especially like in a job, you know, like, you know, especially for you that when you first worked, you know, with your first having this mm-hmm. correspondent job in politics, and all, I mean, it's a very high, pri- pro- high profile situation and it's I'm sure a lot of pressure and then you've got you know this brand new child and you're brand new into motherhood and it's like crazy so you know thank you for sharing that and yeah your USA Today piece is so incredible you know I read it I will link it so others can read it but it really does talk about how hard it is to be a mom and a working mom for that matter
1: it it, that and that was my point I wanted to be um I wanted to start to put it out there and it's a slow process and there's a lot more to put out. And, um, but I think it was a great first step. And um, one of the things that I always did when I was working, one of the stories that I I tell is I really worked to make it, make it all look easy. It was a, it was a, like wearing a a badge of honor for me to say I pulled off X, Y and Z while being a mom. And I'm certainly proud of those accomplishments, but I, I think I need to, in some ways, maybe, reframe my definition of an accomplishment. So for example, I had no maternity leave in the television job that I was in when I had my daughter, that's my first. Um, And so in order to save what little vacation and sick days I had, I was at work eight days. I was at work eight days after my due date. I still was going to work because I needed to save every day that I could because I needed that for after my daughter was here. And I remember, you know, my boss finally came up to me on the eighth day and he said, please go home. I mean, you, you, and I said, but I can't go home. I need this day. I need, I need to <laughs> say that I'm at, I need to say I'm here because I need this for when my daughter is here. And he said, I will let you say you're at work right now, but go home. This is crazy. And you know, it, I'm in a job where at least when I was in television, I mean, you don't work remotely. You know, if you're not on set, you're not at work. And so it's funny when you hear like the conversations in in the public discourse about how amazing it is that people can work remotely now. Of course, it's amazing. But if you were in my industry, that's not an option. If you're a a surgeon or you're a nurse, you can't work remotely. If you're a lawyer, you can't go to trial remotely, right? And so again, if we don't talk about the fact that there's still a lot more that we need to try to to, to fix and address to support working mothers, then we won't even know where we, you know, all of these moms struggling with these battles and challenges will just feel very alone. And so, you know, I'm trying to, of course, I'm really proud of how hard I worked and the fact that I went to work all of those days. And then, you know, unfortunately I needed to go back to work part-time two and a half weeks after my daughter was born. And you know, there is something to be said for a a work, a good work ethic, of course. But I think I need to reframe that and say, you know what, maybe that maybe it would be better if it wasn't like that. And I need to also say that it would have been nice if I had some more time to be with my daughter. And I was able to take that time with my son. And I really was able to make that comparison and say, this is amazing and valuable. And I'm so thankful for that. And so I think comparing the two pregnancies and the experiences I had is also part of the reason why I want to be more open and honest about it, because I have something to draw on to say, wow, when I had a little more time and when I didn't have to be at work eight days after my due date. Yeah, that's um,
0: crazy. You know, I I still think that's crazy. Like I was right. on set, I, was on set <laughs> I think it was like a month or a month and a half after right. and you know mm-hmm. of course I had a c-section and everything else so I was in like massive
1: that's so difficult pain yes
0: as well as you know emotional and mental pain um, of course but, I mean a, a month and a half to me felt like oh my god <laughs> this is so freaking raw for you like eight days like that's crazy
1: yeah it was uh it was a lot but um I don't know if I would have realized how crazy it was if I didn't have the opportunity to not do that with my second if that makes sense um yeah. because I am such a go getter and a uh, uh, you know, I just work, 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 work. And so I don't want to lose that part of my identity. I always want, I'm proud of that, but I'm really learning as I grow uh, as a mother and see the challenges that motherhood and career present when you combine them to, you know, value the balance the best balance that we can get. I mean, it's certainly not easy. Um, and also, <laughs> I, like I'm I saying, hear the here, word balance out the window. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: makes you laugh,
1: right? Um, but to also talk about it and to come on your podcast and to listen to other mothers and to put it out there in a way that we can share experiences and uh, support each other and lift each other up. Because maybe you can't change your circumstance at work, or maybe you you don't have a scenario where things can get more flexible, but at least you at least you can know you're not alone. And that that is valuable in and of itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is so true. The more we share, the more we don't feel alone and the more we realize, hey, that she's going through it too. And you know, she might be a certain type of working mom and I'm a different type, but we're still feeling the same pressures and issues. And that's where I really think, you know, that disconnect is where it's like the shaming and the judging and the this and the that and it's like Mm -hmm. we're all moms like we're all in this together or at least we're supposed to be and it's like you know we all go through these struggles whether it is a daily struggle or a weekly struggle or you know you know whatever it is like we all have those moments like you said and it's very it's very hard and I appreciate that you shared your perspective also from you know Baby one to baby two, like how you realize, like, oh wow, eight days after having my child, like, probably wasn't the best thing for me. But because of the mindset I was in, because I am such a go getter, to me, I knew nothing different. Like this just seemed like the right thing to do. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I went back. It was two and a half weeks after I had her. I was I was at work when I was eight days late. So, so I, I was still like waddling okay. around.
0: I was still waddling around I like back, working. Like I work. Right, are, you still, know. Yeah. <laughs> and doing stuff. <laughs> right. 37th. And then right. and my doctor was like, um, ha, ha, you can't get behind the wheel anymore. You're too big. You know? like, no.
1: You're like you done. You know? And I was yes. like, no,
0: no, but I have to, you know, I literally made my assistants drive me around when I wasn't even supposed to be like, you know, technically like, in oh, the my car. Gosh. I, I was just like, no, 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 we're going to get things done. But like, I just won't. drive.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I feel you. I, I, um, I had strep B with my first
0: and oh, wow. if you're
1: familiar with that. You need, yes. it's, you need like a minimum of, I think, four hours of antibiotics. It's some yeah. sort of something that you could transmit to the baby. And so I would drive to all my stories, uh, for this first job that I had. And some of the stories, uh, were, excuse me, the, for the first, with the first pregnancy, I would drive to these stories and some of them were more than an hour from my home. And I, remember, you know, they said, we want to try to get four hours of antibiotics in you before you have this baby. So it's important to kind of stay within like a smaller radius of the hospital. And I had to go in and talk to my producer. And, and again, as I said earlier, you know, I would wear, um, I was very proud of not letting my pregnancy interfere with my work and, you know, and being totally focused and dedicated to work no matter what. And this was a time when I had to adjust my work a bit because I couldn't be at a story that was two hours away. It wasn't, wasn't safe. It wasn't, uh, good for my unborn child. And I, it was very difficult for me to walk in there and say, I need this adjustment. I, I can't be this far away. I can't do stories that require me to be that far from my hospital. Um, and my producer was extremely supportive and, and very gracious. Uh, but, those are the little things that will happen along the path of, pre- of pregnancy, even before the baby is here, that slowly start to hint at the fact that this kid is going to change your whole. <laughs> this kid's going to rock your world. Like we we were joking about on the phone. You know, it could like hit you like a Mack truck when you when you go from <laughs> none to one because
0: zero yeah. to one, one is you, no joke. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's quite an adjustment.
0: Well, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's an adjustment no matter what, right? And I'm curious, like, why do you think, Ronica, you know, you felt so like I must work and I, you know, I must do this and I must do that. Like, I must check this box, even though I'm at the end of my pregnancy. And then even though I just gave birth, like, what do you think at that time? I know it's been a little bit of time, but what sure. do you think your mindset was?
1: Well, it's funny. I still have that mindset and still sort of grapple with it and struggle with it. The the, the decision to leave television and and t- start my own business, I made that decision for a handful of reasons. But certainly, it allows me more flexibility. And there's still a part of me that says, "Do I deserve this flexibility? Right? It, does this make me less hardworking? Right? I mean, it's. I think it is." of our women of our generation, I really think we were raised to believe that we could do everything, that you could have it all, that you can be a working mom. You can, you can, you can manage anything the world puts in front of you and you can be the president of the United States on top of it. And uh, unfortunately that is challenging, right? That is far more difficult than it was presented to us to be. But when you approach your life and you think, well, you know everyone said i could do it all and my my our mothers worked so hard to open doors for us and to create opportunities for us you almost feel a bit of pressure to fulfill that right because you say well i better do this because maybe the the women of our mothers generations didn't have that opportunity and really wanted to and so I think it's a, it's a really complicated question that has a lot of layers, but I, for me personally, work was always something that was part of my identity and being that type A go-getter was how I defined myself. And suddenly motherhood turns that on its head, right? It says, sure, that can still be important to you, but now some, this little person needs you for everything. And sometimes that work is going to have to give and that is can be i think a very difficult adjustment for the women of our generation who were raised to say well it shouldn't challenge you you should be able to do everything and suddenly you just wake up one day and you say well i i can't right and that is a that's a transition that i'm still grappling with and going through and i think that a lot of women uh, have a very hard time being comfortable accepting the fact that this is not really Practical to pull this all off at at the same time, and we have to be more love self. We had, we need more self love and more support of each other to say that's okay if it's there's going to be a transition period or maybe something has to give. Um, that that's where we need a change in conversation and support for each other and for ourselves.
0: Oh, absolutely, and you know, I I completely echo what you're saying as far as like being a go getter and being you know, feeling defined by your career and everything. I just wanted to know your perspective because even myself, like I have moments where I'm like, wow, you need to calm down Allie, but somehow I can't always calm myself down. And it's interesting you say, you know, about like, you know, how mothers, you know, like our mothers really opened doors and as women and pushed. And so for me, it's like, I look at my foundation and, you know, my family and my parents, like my mom, Chose to give all that up and stay home and raise us. So I almost feel like for me, I've noticed I have like, I don't know if I want to say it's a guilt or if it's just my way of like, you know, comparing when I shouldn't be comparing, but it's like I constantly look at myself and go, oh my God, my mom would look around my house and be like, holy shit, this looks like a bomb blow up. How do you keep the house? No your children and you know this now you know or with you know your daughter and you know your child coming you know all these things and because she was you know a straight up homemaker you know she raised my brothers and I three of us and she you know she was you know blessed to be able to stay home because that's what she wanted to do after she had already studied in school she chose you know what I was kind of an oops surprise and you know she said you know what I want to be home to you know raise her and then I just continued brothers and my father was able you know to work and everything but she was really you know home with us and I watched her you know keep the house you know as tidy as possible and take care of us and make sure we had every single thing you know we needed and be super involved with us and individual this and individual that and so it's like for me I have moments where I'm like wow am I doing enough in my home? Because like my husband comes home and sometimes the dishes are piled, you know, sky high. And you know, the counter looks like a bomb blew up and the toys are everywhere. And I got all my work done, you know, that day for Mm -hmm. my business, but my house looks like I couldn't even freaking tell you. And you know, it's so it's, it's just like, it's so interesting when you say that, because it makes me think like, you know, I am such a go getter in that business mindset, like you are, and I have a hard time struggling with even when people come here, like as guests for my show and different things to be like, Hey, sorry. Like I tried to clean up as much as I could, but like, you know, you know, it's like, you shouldn't have to apologize. But in my mind, no. you know, it's like that feeling. And then it's like, but then when I let things go with my business, I get like so much more upset and I get so much more like down on myself, like Ali, Oh my gosh, how could you have that slip in this email and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it, it is such a, a mind fuck, I guess, if you will, of like back and forth of like, oh my gosh, you know, how, how can I get this done and then get that done? So I just love hearing your perspective too, being such a type A, like myself and go-getter to hear how, like, you know, how you see it and like why, you know, you think your perspective is that like you do work so hard.
1: Right. And mom guilt is real. And, you know, my, my mom worked and it's funny, my mom was a, was a high school teacher. And so growing up, I saw that through the lens of saying, my mom worked and I'm so inspired by that. And I want to work just as she did. Not thinking about the the very different logistics of being a high school teacher from doing a job that's you know, it got very different hours and does not follow a school, uh, like a, a annual school schedule um, and not taking that into account. And so the funny thing is, so all the work that your mom was able to do for you and all of the things that my mom was able to do for me, what has happened though, is now we're taking on, different jobs or, or, you know, and if you are a teacher, I mean, that's a, a beautiful, important job, but uh, if you have a job that maybe has a, a longer work day or you work full all year, somehow then we're still putting the pressure on ourselves to do all of the things that our moms did for us. So now it's this like double whammy that, you know, my daughter is in ballet, tap and piano and she's five and a half and I'm you know, running my own business and somehow feeling like, is this enough? I think she needs to have swimming lessons, right? <laughs> and then I think, you know, when my son gets a little older, I think, how am I going to take him to these lessons too, right? So it's this, it, it, it's the whole point of the women's movement and the feminist movement was that women were supposed to be able to choose. We were supposed to be empowered to choose a life that was right for us. And inadvertently, what has happened is we're we're like expected to do it all at once. And I don't think that was the intention. Right. And somehow we're like drowning in this, these pile, this pile of expectations that can be quite, Uh, quite damning and so it's somehow sorting through all that and not hating on yourself if the dishes are piled up because why is that your job anyway you're working and you're probably taking on the lion's share of the parenthood responsibilities and but we still for some reason we're apologizing to the guest when the dishes are piled up and that we we have to have more open conversations and dialogues with our partners with ourselves to say you know what if If the expectations of us are going to change that we're working and we're moms and we're still doing X, Y, and Z, then it's okay if A, B, and C aren't done or don't work that way. And that's not my fault. And I don't need to apologize for that. But that is like, I mean, who, who is strong enough to say that about themselves? And we're all way too hard on ourselves.
0: Yeah, we are all very hard on ourselves. And I appreciate you saying that. How do you think you handle how hard you are on yourself as being such a successful, you know, businesswoman and everything that you're doing with your own business.
1: I don't know. I'm still working on it, but I do, I have listened and thought a lot about positive self-talk and the idea, I think actually you said this to me when we were just on the phone separately. If I spoke to another, a friend, the way you speak to yourself in your mind, you wouldn't be friends with that person anymore. And so I, I have this motto actually that really worked for me in television and that I try to keep with me in life and it's so funny I put it out on social media and people will randomly follow up with me I and mean, this was like months ago that I put it out and they'll say that really resonated and the motto is higher lows and lower highs and so what that started for me what why I came up with that was with TV because if you would get a story or a great interview, you would be like on top of the world. It was the most amazing feeling ever. And if something fell through, I mean, you literally couldn't scrape me off the floor because I was so despondent that everything fell apart. And it was, it was very, it was emotionally toxic. It was a roller coaster of feelings every single day. Um, And then you walk into the newsroom the next day and the, The director is like, well, what are you going to do for me today? Right. None of it even mattered from the day before. So I came up with this motto where I would say, I've got to have higher lows and lower highs. I need to, to trust this process. I need to be kinder to myself when things don't work out and I need to stay a little more grounded when things do. And I think that I, what I've tried to do is carry that motto with me now with all aspects of my life when I'm, you know, working on a new, getting a new client or maybe having a great month with a client. And in the same respect, doing things for my daughter. One week, everything will run seamlessly and every lesson will, I will be perfectly on time and, you know, the daycare lunch will be packed uh, amazingly right and then and then maybe the next week it won't work out and I need to be a little more compassionate with myself on the weeks and it doesn't work out and also when it does work out you know that was a good week and that's good too and I think that mental balance can be very important and really help you get through the highs and lows of your career and motherhood and make it all feel a little less insane right <laughs> because you can feel a little insane sometimes
0: Oh, I mean, I think I we all feel insane many times. <laughs> you know, you're just like, you're like, am I sane? Do I ever feel sane? I don't know. You know, it's like... I don't know anymore. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of go with it, right? You just kind of go with the flow. But I think that it's really empowering and really amazing to hear from someone um, like yourself to say that and admit that because it makes others not feel alone.
1: That's important. We can't. We the I mean we are not alone in this but if we don't talk about it then we are and you know um another thing I really tried to be open and honest about was um I, I was I've been very lucky with my fertility journey I've been very blessed and I'm very thankful for it but I did lose baby between my uh, daughter and my son Aww. and I thank you and I went to work two days after my miscarriage and It was really interesting. I didn't tell anyone about it except for a few close friends. And I, again, I didn't want to seem emotional or distracted or that it would stop me from doing a good job at my work. And I remember in my then, uh, I guess it would be technically my third pregnancy with my son, uh, because I had lost the pregnancy before. um, I would, when in television, it's important to have a social media presence. And I would post my bump pictures and share all these really happy moments. And towards the end of that pregnancy, I really started to feel guilty because I was putting out this persona of this really beautiful time, which it was. And I was pregnant with my son. I had had my daughter followers of me would know that. And I thought, you know, these women out there are seeing this and have no idea that for as small of a struggle as it was compared to what some what some women do go through, it was still a difficult experience when I lost that baby and none of them knew it. And I actually took time and I wrote a, like a long form Facebook post that I shared just to say, I want you to know that when you see these bump pictures and these smiles, that this is a rainbow baby for me. And I thought that was Very important because I said, "What am I doing here?" All in a weird way. As much as I'm trying to share this, the joy of this experience, I'm also probably causing a bit of pain because there are people that are going to watch us from the outside and say, "Look how lucky she is. She just got she just got pregnant twice and is having two babies, and she hasn't had any any problems along the way." And yeah, like I said, I, I made sure to note that. It in no way compares to some of the struggles that some of my friends have gone through with their fertility journeys, but it was still something to try to be more authentic and sincere with the people who were seeing it from the outside because I felt like it was, it, I, I just felt like I couldn't not share that and be honest with the people who I was trying to connect with. Right? We go online, you're on, you have an amazing social media presence, you go online to share with people and connect with people, and here I was only telling. a a half of the story and so that was it was just one of those things where I said this I have to tell my followers and the people I'm connected to and the people who I love and appreciate their support and kindness so much I have to tell them this and that this happened and so little decisions like that especially when you're in a position like you know you or I are in I mean you're you have a lot more followers than I do, but if you're in any kind of position where you have a following on social media, I think we have a responsibility to be more authentic and sincere because if not, it's just miserable to like watch these people with these perfect lives. And you say, there's no way that's not true, but you can't help but let it affect you. And so if you're in that position of power, if you will, where you have that following, then we need to take it upon ourselves to say, I'm going to maybe I won't tell you everything maybe I'm not gonna take a picture of myself you know in the middle of the night like breastfeeding it's fine if you don't want to share that (laughs) but we've got to find some balance where we share some truth because if not I think it can be very hurtful in an inadvertently hurtful you're not intentionally trying to hurt people by sharing the the happy beautiful moments but it does make it look like that's your whole life and I just couldn't do that
0: yeah well you know I, first off, you know, thank you so much for saying on my social following, but I don't think it really matters how many followers you truly have. If you're truly choosing to share and choosing to share your journey and everything else, then, you know, you're right. You have a responsibility to really share. And that's not always easy. And I've been there many times Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, um, refreshing to hear from you that like, you were like, even though, you know, you had a very hard time sharing, but, you know this was your mama baby and you know you had lost you know the baby before this was part of your journey and this is part of your journey right
1: and you're right you actually I think you make a great point maybe we shouldn't worry about the number of followers or who we are but if you're going to choose to put yourself out there maybe we if we I think if we all put ourselves out there a little more authentically then maybe social media wouldn't be such a place where people feel so awful, you know, <laughs> after they look at it at the time. And we might feel a little more connected, right? We might actually feel like we have an actual community, which was the point, right? I mean, that that was the intention was to feel connected to people and friends and loved ones. But instead, it makes a lot of us feel like isolated. But if we can all be a little more authentic in that experience, um, I think it could be really powerful and uplifting. And so I'm not great about it. I still struggle with it. Because it, it's a challenge to do that. Um, but at least when it comes to motherhood and pregnancy, that was just one example where I said, I can't have this second baby and not let the people I'm connecting with know, know that as in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it could, it could have been so much more challenging, but at the same time, I wanted to share something that was a truth for me.
0: I think that's incredible. And, and, you know, by the way, like, you know, not only like, obviously, you know, condolences and everything, but the fact that you handled everything the way you did, and again, went back to work. Like, do you remember like what that process was like for you to find that out and then go back to work?
1: So for me, it's funny that I, my doctor had suspected something would be wrong and that I would lose the baby uh, pretty early on. And so I was almost in many ways, like waiting to lose this baby, which was, which presented a whole other set of challenges because I had a feeling that it it wasn't going to work. Uh, but then you're still trying to follow all the rules of pregnancy and be healthy and protected and honor and cherish this baby because what if, you know, what if it, it works out? Um, and so there was a very strange lead time and anticipation before I lost this baby. But, you know, looking back, I think I was so it was like I was a machine or something, right? I I just thought, well, I'm gonna take two days and I'm gonna go back. I mean, I felt I felt like taking the two days was a like a luxury. I felt that like it was lavish, and um, I don't think it was. Now that I take a step back and actually look at that, I think I could have probably used a little more time to heal physically and emotionally, and that would have been okay. But again, it was you know letting letting myself see that was very hard. And so um, I just, and I felt that I had to share with my bosses why I was taking off because I I never took sick days or, I mean, I took some vacation, but I mean, I was such a go-getter. I felt like I had to share with them the truth. And because I had to explain why I would actually allow myself two days off, I felt like taking any more time would suggest that I was you know too emotional or needy or fragile, which is a horrible way to think about the experience of miscarriage. but those were some of my misguided feelings that I had, and i I can only learn from them and grow and you know it, it's just part of part of the process of learning what that balance means for you and and for me, a lot of the early years with my first And into eventually my second, um, I didn't do a very good job of understanding that it was okay to pull back a little on the work, especially at a time like that when you might really need to. Um, And so I just told myself, got to get back to work, you know, (laughs) two days off. That was, that was amazing. You like took a vacation, you know, so um, yeah, it was you know, it was what it was, and so it's it's all part of the process. And I w- I was very fortunate um, that when I got pregnant with my third, that was my that was a, a pregnancy that I've been able to keep at least up until this point, God willing. Um, and so I've been very thankful that at least up until now, I haven't had to deal with that again. So we just pray and you know hope for a healthy baby and get get to week forty. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, of course. And I mean, yes, absolutely. All, all good vibes and blessings Mm -hmm. and love. And And for you too, for you too, my friend. Thank (laughs) you so much. Yes. But, you know, especially, you know, towards, of course, everything with your situation and, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that rawness of that miscarriage and how you felt and where you were in it and, you know, with pushing yourself For work, and then, you know, later on, kind of reflecting and realizing that maybe that wasn't the best thing for you and that you should have allowed yourself, you know, more time to decompress. But I think so many of us are guilty Mm -hmm. of not wanting to sit with our shit and not wanting to sit with our feelings and our anxieties and our triggers and everything else that happens in our daily lives, you know, whether it's trauma or not. And I think that a lot of us, especially with social, like sometimes you just stay in, um, like this, you know, kind of like this, this, I don't want to say fake world because social isn't fake, but kind of like in this consumed world, so you don't have to deal with the real world and process mm-hmm. your feelings all the time and just kind of be like, okay, well, I'm going to share my journey, but like maybe I'm not going to fully process this. And I'm totally, you know, at fault for that as well. You know, even with my own postpartum depression, like at first mm-hmm. I only shared it on social because that was the only place I felt safe to share it. And then as I felt more comfortable and felt, like kind of more healed and, and felt like I was in a place where I could, then I started to let, you know, other friends and, you know, family know, and, you know, even didn't even have a heart to heart with my own mom until this past Christmas, you know, about my postpartum depression, you know? So I just think it's like all of us handle things in different ways. There's no right way, obviously. And especially Mm -hmm. as moms, like you just do the best you can with your feelings and everything else.
1: Right. And it's funny when you say as moms, I mean, if if my daughter had if my daughter loses a baby one day i would want her to to honor herself and feel the feelings she needs and take the time she needs and it's that same example that we said where you wouldn't talk to your friends the way you have your own self talk you wouldn't want to put necessarily your daughter through the, the things you put yourself through and i think if we kind of flip the way we think about we the way we are behaving and say, would I want my daughter to go through this? Or would I want, would I talk to my friend this way? Um, I think that can be a good reality check for us. uh, And a good way to say, maybe I am being way too hard on myself, or maybe this is perfect for me. And I would, you know, maybe push my daughter to do X, Y, and Z and want her to be uh, challenging herself in such a way. Um, But I I think it is a, a good way to step out of yourself and your actions and, and at least take stock of what you're doing. And, and kind of checking. Cause you're right. I, I love that expression about, we don't like to sit with our shit. I've never thought of it that way before. Well, that's I always it, feel.
0: Like I have moments, yeah. you know, where I'm just it's sitting. so and I'm true. Like, I'm like, okay, these are my feelings. These are like things that are coming through. These are thoughts I don't want to deal with. And I'm like, wow, I really don't want to sit with my shit. Like that's really mm-hmm. like what it is, you know? And I think so many of us are guilty of that and and that and absolutely and wrong with that. But it's just life and so many of us don't, you know, don't want to deal with it. And I realized for myself, the more I grow and the more I evolve, the more I, you know, really sit with my shit and Mm -hmm. go through it and allow myself to process it, even if it is hard, the more I end up being a better version of me as well as a better mother and, you know, partner and everything else.
1: No, I'm going to take that away with me for sure from this conversation because uh, it's easy to go through life and each of these decisions and days and just not
0: even think about
1: it right and so oh, yeah. if you it's easy to stay uh, in the whirlwind
0: be busy and just keep moving and you know cuz right. our, our world as you and I have talked about you know even off the podcast is constantly moving and you're constantly mm-hmm. in motion and things are constantly happening and you know it's like before you know it you're like oh it's 6 months into the year like everything just happens you <laughs> know? know so it's like it's very easy to get in that whirlwind i think it's very hard for many of us myself, included, to be present and to be able to just sit and just be sometimes
1: mhm mhm you know? well
0: note note for me
1: i <laughs> I love it, uh, and I think it's really good advice for all of us because it's so easy to get caught up in um, you know the madness, yeah. and especially when you're a mom i mean don't oh, don't even yes. call me after July, I don't know. I I won't have any time to sit with anything uh, when I (laughs) try to deal with these uh, three little ones, but it'll be exciting.
0: Yes. Well, and I was going to say, so I obviously am having my second baby girl, Mm -hmm. you know, mid May, you're having your third. So give me a little bit of advice and a little bit of your own perspective and opinion on the transition from one to two, because I'm so curious.
1: No, that's wonderful. I found the transition, sometimes look at me like I'm crazy when I say this, but I found the transition to be a lot easier to go from one to two than I did from zero to one. I allowed myself to enjoy the experience more. I was not so stunned by the challenges of new motherhood, right? So um, the the physical, for me, I, I have a lot of trouble with breastfeeding. Uh, and th- so the physical difficulties of breastfeeding didn't, take me by surprise and knock my socks off. I, I went with them more. I embrace them more and full disclosure. I, I don't breastfeed for very long. I breastfeed that each of my children for six weeks. Um, but that was what was right for me. But even those six weeks with my first were inc- incredibly difficult and, um, uh, very painful and then emotionally quite painful because I was so disappointed in myself and I put so much pressure on myself. And so, um, that's just one example. But with the second, I, I just, I, I did have more self-love and I, I knew breastfeeding would be difficult and I knew I wouldn't sleep a lot and I just went with it. And that made the whole process a lot easier for me and more enjoyable. And so and I also allowed myself to slow down a bit and embrace the slowdown because I it's so funny. I I went to work two and a half weeks after my daughter was born. And I felt like I thought, wow, I slowed down for a really long time. I mean, that was the kind of mentality I had, which is crazy to think about. But with my son, I allowed myself some time with him. And I still I still picked up work pretty soon after, but not not that fast. And I enjoyed the weeks after he was born and just sitting with him and nursing him and holding him and being with him. And I got help that I needed and that I knew I would need a lot faster because I didn't know what I would need when I had the first. And I I had a support system of some great babysitters who I trusted that allowed me to take a little time to get a manicure or or have a little time for myself that, again, with the first, I just I didn't know under, or understand the demands of a baby, or that you really can't be very far away when you're when you're nursing, and uh, I, it, it was just totally foreign to me, as it is, I'm sure, to most moms. I didn't grow up in a family with other children, really, and so I the my daughter was the first baby in my family since me, and so I think that's what made the the baby such a shock because it was like i hadn't been around any babies I really didn't know what I was in for, and so I think you'll be you'll do great because you have your beautiful daughter and you're you're in it and you're adjusting, and you'll that adjustment to the second will probably come easier at least from what I gather because that first one does really take you by surprise, and now there aren't as many surprises you you know you're not going to sleep and you know it's going to be tough, but that'll allow you to have enjoy the beautiful parts that only last for so long.
0: Yeah. And I love that you said that. And thank you. That's very encouraging because some people are like, Oh my God, good luck. One to two <laughs> biggest doozy and blah, 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 you know, and they like, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, noted and I'm sure it's not going to be easy, but I do feel like I am so in it and I am so grateful that so much of my work has become part of this, which was never, mm-hmm um right you know and it which I'm you know I, I'm super grateful for and it you know really lets me be able to be a present mom while still be you know a working mom but right. it's just you know so much was unexpected like you said with going zero to one that it's like I feel like yeah okay I'm still gonna have things I'm sure I don't know or how to handle but at least I feel like I'm in it now. I'm heavily in it because I'm still only not even, you know, two years out of being a new mom. And so right. as crazy as it'll be to have two kind of close, I feel like <laughs> I'll be able to get it because I'm already in the thick of it.
1: You will. You definitely will. And you are in the thick of it. I mean, I, the one thing that maybe I will say is my first two are farther apart. So that may have helped my minor, like, yeah. What are, what are what are your, th- <laughs> Yeah, they're about three and a half years apart. So this, this third one is going to be just over two years apart. So I am a little anxious because I think, okay, that's going to be different. uh, Because a three, three and a half year old and a newborn is is different than uh, like just over two year old and a newborn. But um, so I may, I may change my thoughts on this process. I may call you back after mine's born and say, I take it back. It's crazy
0: to do this together. <laughs> I'll have to um, have you back on. You'll have to, we'll have to talk right. once once, you're here, once your baby's here and be like, all right, how is it now? A mom of two, mom of three. <laughs> right.
1: And I'll say, I never mind. It's, it's very stressful, but no, I'm just kidding. But so maybe that did help with my experience a bit that my daughter was a little bit older and more, a, you know, our self-sufficient is a relative term but you know <laughs> in she was you know she was a little bit older and that that definitely helped too with having a newborn
0: yeah no I love that and I think that's great advice and I also really appreciate and respect that you brought up the help and you know having you know someone oh, yes. nails done like and all that because that's something I've also had to realize for myself and kind of surrender into is like even just with Amelia is like I'll have moments where I'm like, oh, really? I'm going to pay for someone so I can get my nails done. But I'm like, yes, because I need that downtime and I need that self-care. But earlier on, I would never have dreamed of doing it with her. And I felt guilty in my own right, nobody else, but just me, of saying to myself, oh, I want to get my nails done or I going to get a massage or whatever it may be and getting help. But it's like, it is so necessary to have help for all different types of reasons, whether it be so you can take a freaking nap and sleep, or mm-hmm. because you want to go get pampered, or you need to go just get out and walk around a target. Like, it doesn't matter, whatever the reason is. It's like we need to be better to ourselves and say, like you just said, like allowing that help and finding that help is so key. And that's something that. I'm really trying to work on, especially set myself up now and meet all kinds of nannies and part-time help to help me once baby girl, you know, number two is here so that I don't feel like I'm on an Island and I'm not drowning before I begin.
1: Right. And sometimes you'll be in the house with the babysitter and they're just, you know, you're both doing stuff. It's not, I mean, it it could be too much for even one person. And as moms, a lot of times we put it all on ourselves and we say, well, why should I need help? I'm the mom. I can, I should be able to do all this, but the, the one thing I will tell you, I mean, the laundry does not double when you have a second. I swear it quadruples. I mean, it is <laughs> wild. Um, so little things like that. Great. Because I got that. 10 loads
0: upstairs easily. Right.
1: Oh, you, maybe you need, maybe get someone that can help out and come every like Sunday morning or, you know, Saturday afternoon and help with a couple loads of laundry and watch the kids or put them down and you could get a latte and your nails done. And that's a luxury (laughs) that not everyone, you know, it's not possible for everyone, but even if it's not every week, something like that can really change your mindset and allow you to be more, more feel, enjoy more of the experience of motherhood and have more joy for your children, which is so important for them. You forget that if you don't have your own self care, then you, you really can't care for others in the best way possible. And so it is, crucial however you can find the way to incorporate that into your your time as a mother
0: and I love that you said that and and thank you for that because it's true you cannot pour from an empty cup and even if you Mm -hmm. try to you won't be able to and I have learned that lesson over and over again this past you know almost you know two years like Mm -hmm. that's really like so important to pour back into your cup so I want to know for you Ronica how do you choose to pour back into your cup
1: I don't know. I mean, I I, w- I, I am not doing a great job of it right now, to be honest. I mean, one thing that's very important to me, it's not much, but I work out two times a week, every week.
0: Okay. Um, it's okay. like
1: essential I, listen, for I don't my, really
0: work out. like everyone will like, yeah. see, be like, wow, you look so toned. And I'm like, really? Probably from chasing Amelia. Cause God knows I haven't worked out in like six months. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that gives me a serious amount of grounding. I really need that. But I don't get my I haven't got my nails done in forever. I can't even tell you the last time, which does make me a little sad. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't do enough of it. I really don't right now. And it's funny, I force myself, I, my husband and I are both very busy. We're both working. Um, you think about money, right? You you don't want to waste, I feel, you know, And I, I said, all right, we're not going to go out on Valentine's Day because there's, it's just too hard to get a sitter. It's impossible. But I was so, this sounds so cheesy. I was very proud of myself because I scheduled us like brunch on Sunday, just for us. I got a sitter Sunday morning. And I said like, and I'm really looking forward to it. And in a weird way, I'm so exhausted by nighttime because like life is crazy. I'm like, maybe we should start going on dates like at 10 a.m. that be like, maybe I get it. Oh, like that's, a, that's actually a really good idea. Start a new trend, I, and
0: be like, right. hey, date night, date morning. You know, right. Like, and maybe this is, is a better, better way. It's a little more trendy, but I'll tell you what, yeah. people might start doing it because I have a feeling <sighs> where I'm like, I said to him, like, we're going out just for a little bit on Valentine's, and I said to him, I'm like, So should we go out at like five? So we can be back by nine? You know, it's like, like, Oh my gosh, who have I become? I used to go out at like, you know, seven, eight and come back by one, two AM. Like those days are gone. I
1: know, I know. So you have fun at your, you know, early bird special dinner and right, I have fun at my breakfast. Crunch sounds better to me. I'm like, oh, well,
0: I have to keep that in mind for next year. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm excited. I was very excited about planning that. I thought this is, I'm actually looking forward to this. I feel no stress because it's not nighttime. Yes. Um, And you know, so I mean. I'm not great about it. I am pregnant. It's not even fun to do anything half the time. I'm so exhausted and, you know, feeling a little bit like wiped out, but I do take time to do fun things. It's just a little different now that I, to take it back full circle to work. Now that I'm running my own business, I really put more pressure on myself to, in some, in some ways, I feel like I work more because I don't know when to stop and I don't have someone guiding me. And so uh, like getting my nails done, I, I'm most of that stuff would maybe I'd sneak out at like a lunch break or something, or I would, my old shift started, I started at 11. So I could take my daughter to daycare and get my nails done in the morning before work. But I don't have that kind of set schedule now. So some of those little things I do neglect in this, transition time because I feel such dedication to my work. But I will say that in a strange way, I, I think I am filling my cup by creating something that's mine. And so I don't want to fall into the trap of saying like work is how I fulfill myself, but I am really motivated by saying, by making a business that's my own. So in some ways, I think that that is fulfilling, but I know I can't do that so much that I don't have my very sexy valentine's day brunch coming because I need to <laughs> yeah, do those so things too.
0: Me. I love yeah. it. no I yeah. mean, yeah, but I think that's really cool that you know like you figured that out for yourself and like that's going to make it more relaxing for you and like for you and your husband and also that like you kind of recognize like what you, you know, what works for you for self-care right now and what doesn't. I think that's all for me right now, like working out, just hasn't been the picture I've been trying, like I'd stretch and things like that. And I watch a little bit of videos and I'm trying to really commit to doing them a little bit more, but like, I just haven't had the time because I've also been so focused on my different businesses as an entrepreneur. And I feel like, look at the clock and I'm like, Oh my God, it's what time? I'm exhausted like I need to lay down you know so it's like it's definitely a daily struggle I would say for a lot of us especially running our own businesses and everything and I you know I just appreciate that you're so real about it you know and, and are like hey listen like I'm not maybe doing the best job but these are the things that I try to do and you know these are the things that ground me and because I think that that's like just important for all of us to share as moms is like this is freaking hard man like and it's not there's no like one set you know schedule and there's no one set thing that works it's like there's multiple like for me I'm constantly putting new tools in my toolbox and being like okay what else can I do to try to make things easier and it's still not easy
1: I know I know and it won't be and you know I- And then they'll grow up and they'll be gone and we'll miss them.
0: (laughs) Yep, exactly. I know, exactly. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh my God, like, what do I, and and, and it's like, that makes me so sad when Justin, like, Justin will mess with me all the time because he's like, you know, Mr. Numbers being protection again on my husband Mm -hmm. and he'll like, we'll be laying in bed and he'll be like, wow, she's, you know, like 22 months. And then he'll go, oh, you know, only like, you know, 24 more of these. And, you know, she's off to college. And I'm like, could you not? No. you know and he's just like ha ha, ha. and i'm like but well, that's his way of handling it you know but i'm just sure. like oh my god i'm going to start bawling right now like she's itty would you shut up you know <laughs> like no you know? so it's it's such a it's so crazy how like of course we're like exhausted and like oh my god how am i going to survive but at the same time you're like but then you're right they're going to grow like the fact that you know, Amelia is going to be too, like in April, I'm like, how? Like that, yeah. I feel like she was just born and then this baby girl's going to be here. Like, you know, so it's just, and that's why I try to remind myself to check in and be more present, but it's mm-hmm. very hard.
1: It is. It is hard. And that's why there's, there's so much out there to try to help us navigate it. If it, this wouldn't all exist, if it was, if it was easy. So,
0: so you know, true. Yeah, yeah. so true. Yeah. Well, and I I'm curious like for you like when it comes to trying to be present and check in, do you have like certain things or tips you do or do you have like a certain toolbox that you refer to?
1: Um so it's funny. I do I have my daughter and I do prayers every night.
0: Oh. And
1: I I think it's really great because you know, prayers with a child are a little different. And you it's, it's really fascinating to watch them grow through the process and kind of change the things they pray for. One really cute story, we took her to Disney World, and she wanted to go back. And I said, Well, mommy and daddy have to work hard and make make money to save up. And to you know, I was trying to like teach her a valuable lesson about money. And like one night in her prayers, she says, I pray for lots of money to go to <laughs> Disney World. And I was like, No, 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 you missed the point. Um, But but the, the 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 thing that we do do is we, we say thank you for a lot of things so we certainly we pray for things and pray for people and peace and but one of the things we incorporate into our prayers is a lot of gratitude and so uh, you'll hear consistently amongst people who share their stories I think gratitude is a really common theme and a really important theme that helps people find joy in their lives and so um, this is a nice way that I can check into that gratitude daily and then also teach that to her and, and remind, and at such a young age to teach her about being thankful and um, being appreciative of the things in life. And so uh, we always end our prayers. We say, we thank you for yesterday. We thank you for today. And we pray for tomorrow. And so um, it's just, I think that really is one of my most grounding routines. And it's really special for me that I do that with my daughter Um, and that, and when my son is a little bit older, I want to do that with him as well and, and help him on that journey. And so I think that has unexpectedly become a routine of mine. I have always been prayerful and, uh, but the, the nightly routine that you get with children makes it. Much more rigid and regular, because that 's important for them, and we read every night, and then we we have this routine of our prayers every night, and so it 's inc- made it a daily practice for me, which I think has been really beneficial and forced me to just think a lot more about uh, gratitude and the the picture that 's far bigger than us, and to check in with that every day has been very helpful
0: I love that I think that's beautiful, and you know thank you for sharing that because obviously thank we go you know, I try all different things and have different ways. But I think that's really, that's, that's really cool. And like really special and also your time, like you said, like with your daughter and eventually with your son and everything. So that's, you know, that that's really neat. Well, Veronica, thank you so much for like being so honest and open, especially like I have to say, you know, as you know, I think it's important because, you know, especially obviously with my show being so real and raw, but like, even for me, you know, as a fellow mother and, you know, friend and someone in the community, it's like, I'm not going to lie, like when I, you know, before we even connected, you know, I looked at you and was like, oh my God, you know, former White House correspondent, like, you know, total, you know, boss babe, like major (laughs) successful, you know, woman and you are, but there's an intimidation factor, you know, behind Mm. that without that, you know, without you doing anything just because of all the things you've done. And I think it's incredible for you to share so real and raw on my show to be like, Hey, listen, yeah, that might be all my titles and everything I do. But, like, I struggle, too, and, like, these are the things that I'm going through, and these are the things I'm navigating in my motherhood journey and what I'm learning in my businesses and, you know, just all that. Because I just think then it's, like, more and more not only do you give permission to women to also feel that way and mothers, but you also encourage and empower at the same time.
1: Thank you. I'm going to save that and listen to that whenever I feel down.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's true. That's so so sweet of you. And I appreciate it. You know, like I, I truly feel, you know, like honored and and grateful to be connected to you. And I think, you know, you just had so so much great things to share for all of us. So are there any other gems or anything else that you would want to let us know or any new projects or anything that you would want to share before I let you go?
1: I think we've covered far more than I expected to, but, um, (laughs) no, it's, it's awesome. But again, just being a little more compassionate with ourselves and a little bit uh, more honesty with each other. I think those are two really important things as we all navigate this journey together. I think we can see some really positive change.
0: Yes. I love that. That is so well said. Well, tell us where we can find you please and plug yourself and all that good stuff.
1: Oh, thank you. So I try to keep it simple at Ronica Cleary on everything. And that's Ronica, like Monica, but Ronica with an R and then Cleary, all one word. And you can find me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, there's probably some new social media platforms I should be exploring, but I'm getting too old and they scare me. So <laughs> yeah, uh, <I> feel you. <laughs> that's where I am for now. Um, I can't even begin to think about like TikTok or something. So, uh, but uh, that that's it. I would love to interact with you and hear about your motherhood journeys and experiences and, you know, shameless professional pro- plug. You can always find me on clearystrategies.com if you need any help with some comms work. I figure I could take any platform I can. I hope you don't mind.
0: No, I love it. Perfect. That's, that's, that's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that. And till next time, guys. Cheers. Bye.